From Eden by Fry, Volume 3, The Snowflake Collector, Chapter 12, There was nothing now but the snow. When Janos found him lying in the snow, he was as cold as the earth and as grey as the sky and as still as the heart that stopped beating. For many years Janos had been coming to visit him up at the end of the valley, even though he had long ceased to live in the hamlet outside the village, an hour or so's walk from the hut. And for many days, the snowflake collector had been lying on the ground in the snow on his back, his eyes facing up to the sky, whence the snowflakes kept on descending. These eyes, these cheeks now sunken in, these bristles of his beard had long been covered by a blanket of white, and no birds were up here this time of year to pluck at the eyeballs, no vermin or hungry beast to tear at his flesh. He was already at rest. When Janos wiped the snow off his face, he saw that he'd closed his eyes and fallen asleep. There was no stare. There was no anguish in his features. There was nothing now. but the snow. He had long since grown at one with the universe, the snowflake collector, and nothing else mattered now. He had his meaning. He had his heart and his priceless collection of snowflakes, which grew every day that the sky brought him snow. He had a friend in Yano who came to see him every so often when he was in the country, and a friendly face in Yano's mother Yolanda, whom he saw at the inn on the few and fewer occasions he went down there for an aim. And he had the occasional visitor who had seen Janos' pictures of his snowflakes online or read about his collection in an article or heard about it from a local or an acquaintance or learnt of it from a book. Very rarely, hardly ever, had he accepted an invitation to go down from the valley and undertake a journey by bus and by train and sometimes by plane to one of the cities to address a conference or a symposium or 
the convention and talk about his understanding of snowflakes. He knew that he could not communicate his understanding of snowflakes to the world by talking about them, and he couldn't by writing about them, which he never attempted. And he couldn't by showing them to Janos, who photographed them and posted his pictures of them online. But he felt he could perhaps give something back to a universe that had, in the end and on balance, treated him fairly and with care by humouring these people who now, now that he no longer craved their attention, clamoured for him and professed that they longed to know of his mind. He knew, the snowflake collector, that snowflakes had many dimensions, seven at least he could think of, but probably more, and he could see these dimensions clearly and distinctly in his mind's eye, even though he knew he would never be able to see them with his physical eye, nor represent them visually, nor show them to Janov or anyone else. He would not be able to explain that, nor would he ever be able to convince anyone in the world that these snowflakes had many dimensions, seven at least, but probably more, because he knew enough of the world and its violent rejection of anything it couldn't see with its eyes or measure with its instruments and comprehend in the context of its current science, to realize that any attempt of his to do so would remain futile. He knew of the world's irrational fear of anyone and anything it deemed irrational, and he felt not foolish enough anymore to argue or make a case. What he could do, and did do, was to collect these snowflakes in their physical three dimensions as one who knows of their further dimensions and as one who knows that what he was able to show Janos and what Janos was able to show the world was not just less than half of what a snowflake was but only the tiniest fraction because he also knew snowflake collector that each additional dimension does not add to a thing as much as the previous one but each additional dimension increases the complexity of the thing exponentially. He would never, he knew, be able to explain this or convince anyone that this was so. But the thought of it alone made the snowflake collector extraordinarily happy. And elated by this happiness, he felt for the rest of his days on this earth, in his valley, in love. He was in love with George, the first snowflake he had successfully collected by his own particular method. And he was in love with Jano whose loyal friendship sustained him. And he was in love with the valley and the mountains that made the valley and with the stream that ran through it and with the trees that he planted on the plot of land that he kept by the stream 
two young trees, for each old tree he cut down, and with the old trees he cut down just as much. And he was in love with Yolanda, who served him his dependable ale when he went to the inn on few and fewer occasions. And he was in love with the universe, and he sensed, because of this, the universe, in equal measure, love him. And he knew then, the snowflake collector, that he would be able to communicate to the world his understanding of snowflakes and their dimensions, not through words, not through the snowflakes he collected in the glass cubes that he cut, one inch by one inch by one, not through the pictures that Janos took of these snowflakes in their glass cubes, floating in the mysterious but not magical gel that he had developed, not through drawing, describing or dancing them, but through love. And if only one other person, be it Jano, or be it Yolanda, or be it a random visitor to his hut, or be it someone who came across him, or his snowflakes, or his story somewhere, were to experience that love, and through that love, these dimensions, and through these dimensions, were to know of the soul of the snowflake, then his work, he was certain, was worthwhile, and his communion complete. He was now, he felt, as he took all the glass cubes from the cases he had carefully crafted, which over the years had needed their own formidable shape, and broke each one open and allowed the gel to evaporate and the snowflake he had collected in it to escape back into the universe and become what it needed to become next and having spent many hours so freeing his snowflakes lying down on his back in the snow welcoming down upon him new snowflakes that he no longer now would collect but simply become a part of he was now, he knew, as he lay there, after another hour or so, closing his eyes and holding his hands open to the sky and allowing the blood to drain from his brain and the pulse to ebb from his temples. He was, now that he had been and no longer needed to be, the snowflake collector. He was now at one with it all.